changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Friend Friday, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Ricky Paul Golden, actor-turned-television producer and someone who is very important to the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. Ricky, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. And, you know, I like the thing that you say at the beginning where, you know, about just being happy. And um, isn't that all we, and if we can experience that, isn't that all we all really want? So I'm thrilled to be here with you. And I'm that's thrilled. what you do as an, as an executive producer for us on our television shows. But I think your most important production was when you executive produced Kai, who was your <laughs> six-year-old yes. son. Yes. <laughs> My best project ever. Right, with your with your co-executive producer Greta Monahan. <laughs> yes. Well, I um I got finally I got smart, Amy, because um I was um a little bit more of the bachelor kind of guy, and uh, Greta Monahan, and a lot of people know her from the Rachel Ray show. She's been on there from the beginning as Rachel's. I always say Oprah's got Gail, and Rachel Ray has Greta. But I finally met somebody. She's just smarter than me and more fascinating than me and uh, kept my attention. Amy, you, ever, you, you know what it's like when you, you've got a big old cat and they're on a, on a living room chair and they're kind of like they've seen it all, done it all. You can do whatever in front of them and they're not, they're not hitting the little feather that you're dangling in front of them. I kind of felt like that guy in a cat. And then when Greta came along, she rocked my world. And, of course, now we have a, a, a six-year-old, and uh, I don't remember my old life at all. And now, for Chicken Soup for the Soul, you're executive producing Project Dad, which is a perfect fit with your new life as a father. You, name, you, you just you nailed it. Um, I, I like to do projects now. Look, I, I've acted. I, I'm an actor. I was you know, an actor at three years old. Um, on a television show, you know, Romper Room, by the way, <laughs> just giving Romper Room a plug. It's been gone for a million years. But you never really stop acting. You're, I'll be an actor till I'm dead. But when you can get involved uh, in making more than, you know, as an actor, you're in one show. But as a producer, you can be in several shows. So you can be a piece of something and the creative on 20 shows. And now with uh, Project Dad, I find myself attracted to programming and projects that are kid-centric because this, uh, and not everything I'm going to do is that is going to be that, but I find that um, this is a secret club, being a dad and being a parent, that nobody really tells you about. They don't tell you all the amazing stuff, and they don't tell you some of the bad stuff or the stuff that's difficult, like lack of sleep and all of that. So I really don't remember my life before this, Amy, and uh, and I also want to make uh, and be involved in projects that I would be proud of when my that my son can uh, you know walk in and see on television and and maybe even like you know heavens you know heaven heaven forbid that you know because they're such tough little critics. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of weeks ago we talked to Donnell Rawlings on the podcast, and we were talking about his experience on Project Dad and how he was learning to appreciate Stephanie and all that she does in raising their son. So. I know you appreciate Greta already. Do you appreciate her even more now that you've been producing Project Dad? 
Yes, and I'll tell you, one of my first things, Amy, was when we, when Kai was little, he was like a year, a year and a half old, maybe 14 months or something, and Greta had to go to England shooting Rachel Ray for something, and, uh, and I, and there was no caregiver or helper, and I had Kai, and uh, I think I was, I must have been shooting all my children at the time, but I came home from work on Friday, now Greta wasn't come home till Monday, and I remember by Sunday, Greta called me, and I maybe had a little attitude in my voice, and she said, what's wrong? And I said, what's wrong? I've had Kai alone, a one-year-old alone for 48 hours <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and I thought I had a right to say something like that, you know, because you do have to give all of yourself to, uh, to your child or to, to, when you, you know, to your kids when, you, um, when you're all in like this. And I think that watching these dads in Project Dad have to be all in uh, is, is a really fun thing to watch. And you're like, well, aren't they all in every day? And I think the thing that resonates here, Amy, is that these are celebrity dads. And I'm going to be really honest and say, as an actor, you can be quite the narcissist. In fact, I think it's protocol. I think it's a prerequisite that you, I'm not saying love yourself, but you definitely are the product, right? You are the, you're the, um, talent. You're the goods. And so um, you, you are all about yourself until you have um, your own flesh and, and, and bones in front of you, and you have to take care of them, and their needs have to come before yours. A big eye-opener. Yeah, know? because baby Kai is the talent when he's alone with his dad. It doesn't matter who his dad is. It doesn't matter how many Emmys you got, how many Clio Awards, how many <laughs> decades you've been on, a million TV shows, a million Broadway shows. I'm sure everybody has seen Ricky Paul Golden on something somewhere, whether it's on the stage or on the screen. So, yeah, let's talk about Project Dad because it's it's on TLC right now. It's on Tuesdays, and you can check your local listings to see exactly when. Yeah, we're three, definitely do that. Check yeah. your local listing, DVR it, whatever. We're three episodes in. We've got three celebrity dads. We've got Donnell Rawlings, the comedian. We've got DJ Scribble, the DJ everybody's heard of. And we have Daniel Cosgrove, who uh, just left a long career in soaps. And he's been on other stuff, too, like Billions. Um, yeah, and a bunch of movies and yeah. stuff. You know him, yeah. Yeah, you, always, you know him. You recognize him as soon as you see his face. So you have these three dads who are always on the road, and then they're off the road. And Donnell's handling a one-year-old, and Daniel's handling two of his four children, and DJ Scribble's handling three children. And three. I, yep. I cannot stop laughing the episode when Scott, Scott is DJ Scribble, when Scott's two boys put his little daughter in the dog crate and then <laughs> yes. he, he, kept, he would turn around and she'd be back in the dog crate again. And they just yeah. kept putting her in the dog crate. And I just laugh so hard every time I see that episode. And not only that, I mean, the fact with these celebrity dads, it's they, you know, they're getting, they're getting to do things that not all dads can do. I mean, who gets to rent a private jet and take your kids out of town to, because you're working? And I think that the dads like Scribble, for example, and, you know, I grew up with DJ Scribble. And, I, I mean, you don't get to see his, I mean, on MTV and stuff, you know, but, you know, you know um, getting to see him in his real uh, environment and his children, is a blast, and I'm just saying when you're when you're dealing with celebrity dads, and he's going to run off on the weekend and rent a jet and bring his three children and to do a DJ convention, and he's the big star. You know, I think that 
even Scribble forgot the rules for a minute of this show that, no, no, you're supposed to stop working or you're supposed to make the time for your kids. And, I, you know, he had this thing where he was always working no matter what. And even if his wife Dana's home, he's got a studio there. He's got, a, he's got uh, surveillance cameras. And what you're talking about is his kids were locking the little one constantly in the dog crate. And him being in the studio and watching on the monitor, that's not being present and accounted for, right? That is not, that's still being an absentee landlord. Yeah, and I'm sure he heard about that, too, from his wife. Oh, yeah, and it's documented now, so now the whole world can see it. That show is so funny, the way the wives have not that much faith in their husbands and leave them a million post-it notes and lists, and the husbands are claiming they don't need any of this, and they need every single bit of it just to make sure the kids actually eat. Amy, look, let's be honest. Dads are not that trustworthy in, in mom's eyes, most of us, I'd say. And they, I don't know what it is that the, our partners or our wives out there think that we just can't handle it. But, you know, in, coming from the dad's point of view, um, we just have our own way of doing things. And, and the, the, the male way versus the female way, listen, trust me, we know that mom's way is really the right way. But we, I think there is a bone in us, a gene in us, that things like we always want to be a little bit more fun. We always want to be like, when it's time to go to bed, Dad's like, oh, you heard what Mom said. It's like, buddy, if I could do anything for you to save you right now, Yeah, that's I just would. a but, cop know. out. You guys have it so easy. <laughs> so, you know, or the moms have it harder. And to, to try to break that uh, in dads and br- do the, you have to break the, because I'll tell you, if you're tending to three kids or four kids or two kids or a newborn, you quickly, and, and it's not just to take them out for fun. You have them the 24 hours, 48 hours, the 72 hours, whatever it is. Then it's on. Now it's real time. And, you know, you'd actually see the dads get exasperated on the TV show. And we try to stay as low profile as possible with all the cameras. This show, as you know, Amy, or you, um, it, this is a huge hit over in Korea with 10 million people a week watching it. And it's like the number five or six show in China as well because they're getting to see a glimpse of the, of the dads and their lives and their, you know, the way they live and their children. But the children are the stars, undoubtedly. You know, and we're hoping that the dads are making lifelong adjustments. I mean, they're having a blast on the show, but adjusting the way that they actually look like the lens that they look through with their own kids as well, you know? Well, I was reading about what this show has done for parenting in Korea, and I read some articles that said that uh, the show, which has been on the air for a few years in Korea, has absolutely caused a measurable improvement in the parenting techniques of fathers in Korea, that they're much more involved with their children than they were before the show went on the air. Isn't that cool? That's it is. That's really cool. Because yeah. they're seeing a great example. And, and they're seeing that the fathers can have fun and that it's okay to make mistakes. Your kids will survive it. And you shouldn't be afraid to try to step in. I think a lot of fathers are afraid to try. They're, they say sure. to themselves, well, I won't do it right. And my wife will criticize me. And my kids will know I don't know what I'm doing, so I just won't try. And I think that Project Dad on TLC shows dads that it's okay to try. Your kids will survive it. Your wife will actually appreciate you for it. And I think the wives will see that by trying, the husbands will appreciate them more. So they'll let the husbands try more often to take care of the kids. And, you know, Amy, not for nothing, but it's really good for the dads to learn uh, that we don't, we're not just your best friend. We have to be your dad. 
and we have to let you know and it's not just about like who wrote rules with an iron fist but it's just about seeing how your kids listening to your kids you know scribble for example um uh, he is constantly telling the kids his ideas but he wasn't listening to their ideas daniel cosgrove said the same same thing you know i'll tell you something i knew daniel cosgrove he was on all my children with me actually and on guiding light we did that show together too and i never got to meet his kids i never met his kids i knew he had first he had two kids and three kids and four kids i never met his wife his whole life was very private he's a he's a wonderful actor and I'm like, you have a secret family somewhere, and we've never met your wife. We don't know, never get to, you know, never never get to meet your your kids. So, so to see him alone with the kids, because he's always been on the road, and I think the last two years he's been commuting to L.A. to do uh, Days of Our Lives on NBC, and while he's back here and his family is on the East Coast. So um, to watch him, and then to watch uh, Donnell Rawlings with his one, he talks to that one-year-old like the one-year-old's a 25-year-old. I you love know, that. I did that with my kids. I never talked to them in baby language. I just talk, my kids knew what the word non-negotiable meant when they were two years old. Well, I love that. I'm going to steal that actually. Non-negoti, non-negotiable. Because Kai is at that age, Amy, that everything is in the. We were in the big like Target or something yesterday, and my. I mean, he must have had 25 requests. Oh, I, you know what? I used to take my kids to FAO Schwartz when it was still there. Uh, and I told them it was a museum. I told them it was a toy museum and that we just went there to look at things <laughs> and deep, touch them. Genius. And they didn't, they didn't know you could actually purchase anything. So oh, try that's that. Perfect. That's probably why they're out of business, Amy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, listen, it was great having you on today. Everybody should watch Project Dad because we have had so much fun at Chicken Soup for the Soul making this show with Ricky and his business partner, Derek. The yeah, show, well, the we show love is the terrific. show, and just like Chicken Soup, it's—I mean, it really has a beautiful soul. We're super proud of it. It's such a Chicken Soup for the Soul original. So um, I'm super proud of it too, Amy. I, I do hope you know. Listen at home. Just you just go to your local listing and DVR it. Watch it at your leisure. What, however you need to do it, but it's—it'll definitely make you uh, laugh, and it'll make dads think. So that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for listening today, everyone. I'm Amy Newmark, and the next time we get together will be Motivational Monday, and we'll be talking about how you can tweak your perspective if that New Year's resolution just isn't working out for you.